Section 8 of A Traveller's Narrative Written to illustrate the episode of the Bob. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. A Traveller's Narrative. Written to illustrate the episode of the Bob by Abdul Baha Abbas. Translated by Edward Granville Brown. Section 8. Let us return, however, to our original subject. Of the Bob's writings, many remained in men's hands. Some of these were commentaries on and interpretations of the verses of the Quran. Some were prayers, homilies, and hints of the true significance of certain passages. Others were exhortations, admonitions, dissertations on the different branches of the doctrine of the divine unity, demonstrations of the special prophetic mission of the Lord of existing things, Muhammad, and, as it hath been understood, encouragements to amendment of character, severance from worldly states, and dependence on the inspirations of God. But the essence and purport of his compositions were the praises and descriptions of that reality soon to appear, which was his only object and aim, his darling and his desire. For he regarded his own appearance as that of a harbinger of good tidings, and considered his own real nature merely as a means for the manifestation of the greater perfections of that one. And indeed he ceased not from celebrating him by night or day for a single instant, but used to signify to all his followers that they should expect his arising, in such wise that he declares in his writings, quote, I am a letter out of that most mighty book, and a dewdrop from that limitless ocean, and, when he shall appear, my true nature, my mysteries, riddles, and intimations will become evident, and the embryo of this religion shall develop through the grades of its being and ascent, attain to the station of the most comely of forms, and become adorned with the robe of blessed be God, the best of creators. And this event will disclose itself in the year A.H. 1269, which corresponds to the number of the year of after a while, and thou shalt see the mountains which thou thinkest so solid passing away like the passing of the clouds shall be fulfilled. End quote. In short, he so described him that in his own expression he regarded approach to the divine bounty and attainment of the highest degrees of perfection in the worlds of humanity as dependent on love for him 
and so inflamed was he with his flame that commemoration of him was the bright candle of his dark nights in the fortress of marku and remembrance of him was the best of companions in the straits of the prison of chehriq thereby he obtained spiritual enlargements with his wine was he inebriated and at remembrance of him did he rejoice all of his followers too were in expectation of the appearance of these signs and each one of his intimates was seeking after the fulfilment of these forecasts now from the beginning of the manifestation of the bob there was in tehran which the bob called the holy land a youth of the family of one of the ministers and of noble lineage gifted in every way and adorned with purity and nobility although he combined lofty lineage with high connection and although his ancestors were men of note in persia and universally sought after yet he was not of a race of doctors or of a family of scholars now this youth was from his earliest adolescence celebrated amongst those of the ministerial class both relatives and strangers for single-mindedness and was from childhood pointed out as remarkable for sagacity and held in regard in the eyes of the wise he did not however after the fashion of his ancestors desire elevation to lofty ranks nor seek advancement to splendid but transient positions his extreme aptitude was nevertheless admitted by all and his excessive acuteness and intelligence were universally avowed in the eyes of the common folk he enjoyed a wonderful esteem and in all gatherings and assemblies he had a marvellous speech and delivery notwithstanding lack of instruction and education such was the keenness of his penetration and the readiness of his apprehension that when during his youthful prime he appeared in assemblies where questions of divinity and points of metaphysic were being discussed and in presence of a great concourse of doctors and scholars loosed his tongue all those present were amazed accounting this as a sort of prodigy beyond the discernment natural to the human race from his early years he was the hope of his kindred and the unique one of his family and race nay their refuge and shelter however in spite of these conditions and circumstances as he wore a kolah on his head note the persian lambskin hat worn by government employees and civilians the words mokallah hatted and mo'ammam turbaned are commonly used to distinguish the laity or civilian class from the clergy or learned class the latter usually shave the head while the former wear their head in zolf descending below the level of the ears End note. 
and locks flowing over his shoulder no one imagined that he would become the source of such matters or that the waves of his flood would reach the zenith of this firmament when the question of the bob was noised abroad signs of partiality appeared in him at the first he apprised his relatives and connections and the children and dependents of his own circle subsequently he occupied his energies by day and night in inviting friends and strangers to embrace the new faith he arose with mighty resolution engaged with the utmost constancy in systematizing the principles and consolidating the ethical canons of that society in every way and strove by all means to protect and guard these people when he had thus established the foundations in tehran he hastened to mazandaran where he displayed in assemblies meetings conferences inns mosques and colleges a mighty power of utterance and exposition whoever beheld his open brow or heard his vivid eulogies perceived him with the eye of actual vision to be a patent demonstration a latent magnetic force and a pervading influence a great number both of rich and poor and of erudite doctors were attracted by his preaching and washed their heads of heart and life being so enkindled that they laid down their lives under the sword dancing with joy thus amongst many instances one day four learned and accomplished scholars of the divines of nur were presented in his company and in such wise did he expound that all four were involuntarily constrained to entreat him to accept them for his service for by dint of his eloquence which was like quote, evident sorcery end quote he satisfied these eminent doctors that they were in reality children engaged in the rudiments of study and the merest tyros and therefore they must read the alphabet from the beginning several protracted conferences were passed in expounding and elucidating the point and the aleph of the absolute wherein the doctors present were astounded and filled with amazement and astonishment at the seething and roaring of the ocean of his utterance the report of this occurrence reached the hearing of far and near and deep despondency fell on the adversaries the regions of nur were filled with excitement and commotion at these events and the noise of this mischief and trouble smote the ears of the citizens of barfurush the chief divine of nur mullah muhammad was in qishlaq 
when he heard of these occurrences he sent two of the most distinguished and profound of the doctors who were possessed of wondrous eloquence effective oratorical talent conclusiveness of argument and brilliant powers of demonstration to quench this fire and to subdue and overcome this young man by force of argument either reducing him to penitence or causing him to despair of the successful issue of his projects glory be to god for his wondrous decrees when those two doctors entered the presence of that young man saw the waves of his utterance and heard the force of his arguments they unfolded like the rose and were stirred like the multitude and abandoning altar and chair pulpit and preferment wealth and luxury and evening and morning congregations they applied themselves to the furtherance of the objects of this person even inviting the chief divine to tender his allegiance so when this young man with a faculty of speech like a rushing torrent set out for armol and sauri he met with that experienced doctor and that illustrious divine in qishlaq of nur and the people assembled from all quarters awaiting the result his accomplished reverence the divine although he was of universally acknowledged excellence and in science the most learned of his contemporaries nevertheless decided to have recourse to augury as to whether he should engage in discussion and disputation this did not prove favourable and he therefore excused himself deferring the discussion until some other time his incompetency and shortcoming thereby became known and suspected and this caused the adherence confirmation and edification of many in brief outline the narrative is this for some while he wandered about in those districts after the death of the late prince mohammad shah he returned to tehran having in his mind the intention of corresponding and entering into relations with the bab the medium of this correspondence was the celebrated mulla abdul karim of ghazvin who was the bab's mainstay and trusted intimate now since a great celebrity had been attained for baha'u'llah in tehran and the hearts of men were disposed towards him he together with mulla abdul karim considered it as expedient that in face of the agitation amongst the doctors the aggressiveness of the greater part of the people of persia and the irresistible power of the emir nizam whereby both the bab and baha'u'llah were in great danger and liable to incur severe punishment some measure should be adopted to direct the thoughts of men towards some absent person by which means baha'u'llah would remain protected from the interference of all men and since further having regard to sundry considerations 
they did not consider an outsider as suitable they cast the lot of this augury to the name of baha'u'llah's brother mirza yahya by the assistance and instruction of baha'u'llah therefore they made him notorious and famous on the tongues of friends and foes and wrote letters ostensibly at his dictation to the bab and since secret correspondences were in process the bab highly approved of this scheme so mirza yahya was concealed and hidden while mention of him was on the tongues and in the mouths of men and this mighty plan was of wondrous efficacy for baha'u'llah though he was known and seen remained safe and secure and this veil was the cause that no one outside the sect fathomed the matter or fell into the idea of molestation until baha'u'llah quitted tehran at the permission of the king and was permitted to withdraw to the supreme shrines end of section eight